Hey everybody, I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Life of the Chapins podcast. Here we go. with another episode no Our, tissues no tissues we're gonna keeping keep it light we're gonna keep it together this time um the bulk of our um torment was last episode sorry about that if you don't know what we're talking about <laughs> check it out it's how we got through our hardest days part one this is part two still hard but not as hard right <laughs> on the other side of part one yeah on the other side of part one um, but we're, we're, deci- we decided to do things a little out of order today. We thought we ended, uh, part one. It's kind of a sad episode. Um, but we, um, we wanted to kind of, uh, start this episode with like on a cheerful note. Yes. Lift some spirits. Lift some spirits. Put some hope in the air. Yeah. And. How we're going to do that is we're actually going to play a song by Elevation Worship mm-hmm. that they just released that is certainly fitting for the time that we're living in these days. For sure. Um, and, you know, just our life experiences as parents, as, you know, I, this song I can just like reach everybody. You could, I Doesn't could play matter. this yeah. song on repeat. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and like, blast that it is yeah. loud as your speakers will go. Yeah. Just because it's, it's good. We're all good. Um, one of my favorites. It's it's climbed right to the top of my list of songs. Um, the Elevation Worship has produced. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so we're gonna play. Should we give them like a full like minute? Yeah, I think it's worth a minute. Or, what a a minute thirty. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. All right. Well, we're going to give you a, a little taste of uh, of the song, and then we want you to just go to YouTube and search it. Yeah. The name of the song is called Same God, and just to kind of preference my opinion of the song, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we, we get this vision of who God is and who God, what God can do for us, and we, we, look, we read through the Bible and we look at, you know, what he's done for people throughout history. And we're like, yeah, that's that's cool for them. Yeah, right. He he did that for them. Yeah. And you know, he's not gonna do that for me. I'm just me. Yeah. You know, that and was then, we, then. This is now. Right. We're talking two thousand years, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna do all that for them, and you know, I'm just me, so I'm just gonna kind of go about my business and, you know, accept things for the way they are, and it's complete opposite. Yep. Um, you know, the, the way things work in the Bible, it's the living word of God. The whatever happened 2000 years ago still is happening today mm-hmm. and it's still relevant and it's still, you know, alive. And, and, and even as the world changes and, and all that, God remains the same. Yes. Um, he's made his promises and he holds true to those promises. Mm-hmm. So this song kind of explains that. So we're going to give you, um, up until... 
we'll, we'll give you like the first verse up until the chorus okay. and then I'll cut it off after that. Yeah. Soak it all so, in. Um, so here we go. only a minute 30 of the song it's ah, wow it's so good yeah it's so good so that's um that's our our preview of that song they have the album is what coming out in april or what oh i don't know thought i got an email about it but um i don't know they've got like uh that's exciting yeah wait hold on keep keep them company i'm gonna look okay. this up <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that that song is quickly climbing to the top of my list because it's just it's good. Found it. Elevation Worship announced their new album, Lion, releasing on March 4th. And the first single, which we just played, it's called Same God, was released today. The song has become an anthem for our church and over the last few months and is now available anywhere you listen to music. Oh, yeah. I like it. So that's from. I, yeah. like, I like Lion, too. Yeah. March fourth. That that I feel like that they r- did this album for me. Because <laughs> I, I always. I wonder if they know that, babe. Yeah, I, I'm not to Tell be them. not to be weird or like cheesy, but like I always associate with a lion because I'm an August baby. So yeah, like the Leo, the lion, right. like, and just the attitude of a lion, just like, argh, yeah, king of the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh. that whole mantra just motivates me to just you know go yeah so it was nice of them to include me in uh you know the choice <laughs> when's your photo shoot for like the album cover do I don't you, know. have you heard i don't know i kind of look like a lion these days <laughs> <You> right <do>. i <laughs> got my long beard and you my do. bushy hair oh man um but anyway well, congratulations I'm, yeah that's awesome so i hope i get some royalties off of it <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway enough of, enough of that enough of that Moving on to the actual podcast, how we got through our hardest days, part two, and um, 
we're gonna continue this uh, cheerful mood, and yeah. we got a funny story. Yeah. So to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit, um, we uh, during our during our stay at the hospital with our with our son Easton, um, we did some experience some highs and lows. Yeah. And some comedic relief to kind of lift <laughs> lift our spirits. <laughs> yes. Um. That would be in the form of my mother. Yes. She, um, bless her heart, <laughs> can be um, ridiculous. A little, a little ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> yes. But we love her. And yeah. she keeps us laughing all the time with her, um, her antics. Her antics. Levi asked her yesterday. She FaceTimed us. And Levi goes, Mimi, <laughs> did you do anything weird today? <laughs> she goes, not yet. But I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, just because, um, what would be a normal occurrence for us just coming and going to the grocery store becomes an event for her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but anyway, so I'll, I'll let you kind of tell part of the story and yeah. then I'll explain, explain my your, experience. Your end of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, if you listened last week, um, we had mentioned that my stepdad was actually two floors down from us at the same hospital receiving her, his first round of chemo, um, and he was admitted for the week. So my mom was with him, and uh, she wasn't able to come up to our floor to see us because she didn't want to compromise Mark's health. Um, so that being said, she did still want to make sure that we were fed and had coffee and like all yeah. those things that your mom wants to do. Right. Um, so she got us Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, <laughs> now she. That's not the funny part. That's not I just get laughing. <laughs> we're already laughing. <laughs> um, so she was getting off on the 10th floor and we were on the 12th floor. Um, so anyway, she didn't want to come up to the floor um, or she probably would have, but she noticed that there was a man that got on the elevator and hit the number 12. And so she's like, oh, are you going to the 12th floor? And he's like, yes, I am. And so she's like, can you bring this to my daughter and son-in-law? And uh, while she was trying to explain, from my understanding, she had several things in her arms, like her hands were full. So she was trying to give the man the items that, that he would take to us if he mm-hmm. agreed to this. And... Her it was like coffee, coffee and, and bag- bagels, like a bagel or something. Yeah, yeah, like a bag and two coffees. Um, so the elevator With like the opens. Drink carrier and everything. Yeah, yeah. The elevator opens for the tenth floor, which is her stop. But she wasn't done like handing over the items slash explaining. So she said to the guy, "Oh, step off, step, step off, off the elevator, the elevator with me." <laughs> So, so I can get myself together. So I can gather myself. <laughs> and I'm like, you Never know. mind what you're doing yeah. today. <laughs> just, just come with me. Come with me. So bless him. He did exactly what she said. He probably didn't know what to do. Yeah. And she got him the things and said, take this these upstairs. This woman clearly needs help. <laughs> so then you can, uh, I, I was not in the room when, when this all was happening. No, no. I, I stepped out somewhere. Uh, so I'll let you take over. So there's this man walking down the hallway and I'm, you know, they had just moved Easton to a different room. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're, they were trying to get Easton all like, uh, situated and everything. And I hear this man yelling down the hallway, Chapin, <laughs> Chapin. And 
I knew it was for us because no one says our last name right. So I poke my head out the door and, and I go, yeah. He goes, are you, are you Chris? Chris and Katie? I was like, yeah, I'm Chris. He goes, well, your, your mother wanted me to give these to you. And he hands me the coffee and donuts or uh, bagels. And I go, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I was just like completely thrown off by the whole oh situation gosh. because... Oh, and I do remember, too, that when she was telling us the story and, and she was asking this guy to do this, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, so you want some random man to take coffee and Dunkin' Donut bagels to your family? And she, Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I want you to do. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, to be in his position, I mean, he doesn't know what we look like. He nope. doesn't know what room we're in. Nope. Hence the reason he was just so walking just the halls yelling. Yelling our last name. Chapin. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would have agreed to it because like it's a complete just Oh my gosh. Stab in the dark. You're just <laughs> I'm just gonna wander the twelfth floor trying to find these people. Find these people. Never mind what I had going on. <laughs> I'm not going to see my loved one. I'm just gonna go deliver these coffees. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah. Um it just it made us laugh and we needed a laugh. So Thank you, Mom, for the coffee and, as always, for the laughs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, just kind of keeping with the, the food theme a little bit. Um, as Easton was recovering, he kept having like, these the cravings. And mm-hmm. from a little boy, it was just cute to hear him say, you know, what he was looking for. Because it was just out of the blue. Yeah. The One of which he really wanted bacon. Yeah. Just more than anything, he just kept telling us over and over again, I want bacon. Bacon. And I don't really remember him having bacon much prior to... Before all of this. Yeah. That was the thing that struck me most odd is, um, like, I almost felt like after he came out of this, his his speech was better somehow. Like he, like we shared last week that he was like, this bathroom is beautiful. And prior to that, he's never used that word or like a sentence really cohesively like that. Right. Um, but then like also just Just the foods that he was, the foods that he was suddenly interested in. Like he wanted to eat bacon and yeah, he asked for it several times. Um, and I'm like, okay, well we went from like not being able to swallow our own spit to like, I want bacon housing, (laughs) chips barbecue chips and asking for bacon yeah <laughs> so he he was asking for it when we were at the hospital but once we were able to bring him home mm-hmm. i think i made him bacon because he was like i, I, want, I want bacon so I was like, we, All right. after everything he went through we would have pretty much done anything anything that kid wanted yeah. or asked for yeah for sure um it was just one of those like humbling experiences where you're just like, uh, you know, we're so thankful and we're so happy and so blessed that he's, that he's with us and yeah. and we were coming home. And, but for the longest time I was like, I don't know if I can ever yell at him again. Like, I don't yeah. know if I can ever say no to him again. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, sure. it, it just felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had another thought too, and it escaped me. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, I remember what it was. Um, when we were at the hospital and we, it was like, it ended up being the day we went home. We didn't mm-hmm. realize it at the time, but we were pushing him around in that, um, it was like a, 
Yeah, like a like little a car. Wh- wheelie cart. Like, yeah, um, I think it was a dinosaur maybe. Yeah, it was kind of like um, kind of like a, a wagon, but it was in the shape of a character. Yeah, yeah. That we, sort of thing. We were, we were pushing him around the hospital, like exploring, and we were trying to get him to drink without him realizing what we were doing. Yeah. So we would push him and like get him distracted with something and then just like casually offer him a drink and see if he, cause that was like his biggest barrier to going home. Like they wanted to know he was going to eat and drink. Yeah. Um, so we were doing a lot of that and I just remember thinking it was kind of special, like the three of us together hanging out and I'm like, you know, bud, if you want to hang out with mommy and daddy, all you have to do is ask for a lunch date. Like we don't need to do all this. (laughs) Like this was, you took it to the extreme. Right. Um, but I just remember that being like kind of special. Yeah. And I remember pushing him around and he would just be like waving to people and mm-hmm. everyone thought he was just so cute sitting in this little cart. He is stuff. cute. Yeah. Um, but we really like after everything was said and done um, and we were back home, like we kind of said, like we, we were through the worst of it and we were so thankful to be on the other side of it. Yeah. But there was still, like, so much to process. Yeah. Um, and continues mm-hmm. to be something that we process. Yeah. Because um, we still have, like, PTSD from the whole thing. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, you'll just kind of, like, uh, I don't know about you, but I'll, like, I'll just have, like, these moments where you just kind of, like, freak out for a second. You're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I can't yeah. believe you went through that or yeah. we all went through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know you kind of like replay it back in your head and you mm-hmm. kind of get in this moment where you're just like, Oh man. Yeah. And then it, it fades and you're able to mm-hmm. you know, get through it. But it's just, there's, there's always kind of like a surface level that's there. Um, like certain things will prompt it in my mind and I'll have those flashbacks or like, I find that it happens like annually Around the anniversary like, of when it happened. Yeah, you're like flipping through pictures on your phone and you come across it and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh. Because like we, we did take pictures of him like. On the better half. On the better half. Yeah. Just to kind of like. Was um, mostly to update family and. Yeah, um, right. Like this is what he's doing now. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, thinking, thinking back on it, like. um. I mean, it gave us such an appreciation for nurses and healthcare workers. Like I've yeah. always appreciated nurses, especially since I work in healthcare. But I'm, I'm like a, a base level, but yeah, you learn I so learned much more from them. So much through this whole process. Yeah. And like I just like my appreciation for them, like I, immediately on our ride home we were like what could we ever do to repay these people yeah like what can we do what can we do annually like how can we get them what they need to keep doing amazing things yeah um and that was really like in the center of our hearts and our thoughts yeah um and and we do i mean we yeah we we try and contribute wherever we can to yeah to the hospital and Mm -hmm. and things like that but um, kind of segueing into one of the nurses. Yeah. Um, we, we found out later that one of the nurses that Easton has actually lives in your mother's neighborhood. Yeah. So we actually got to see her, mm-hmm. uh, this, this past, past summer, this past summer. So fast forward, what, two years, two years. Yeah. 
and we got to see her and she has you know she's she's married now and she, she has, has a baby of her own she now has a baby of her own and mm-hmm. you know and it was just like really cool to see her and it, it took everything out of me not to run up to her and give her like a big giant bear <laughs> hug but in the midst of a pandemic it's illegal and yeah. so i didn't <laughs> plus i didn't want to be weird yeah. um but, but we did like, have a nice conversation with her yes. and she's still as sweet as she was yeah. two years ago she got and to say hi to easton she got to see easton which is cool Easton's like who's this <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um one of the coolest things now before we actually got to we before we got to see her in person my mom actually met her yeah um just walking in the neighborhood she was walking with her husband and her dog and um my mom started talking to her and the husband chimed in and was like oh is this the little boy whose picture is on our fridge and Katie's like, yes, it is. And that just warmed my heart to know that a picture, that care of, enough to put a picture, picture of Easton yeah. is on her refrigerator, which she confirmed when we saw her this summer that it's still on her refrigerator. Yeah, um, it is cool. Because we had sent each of the nurses and the social worker like a thank you card. And With then we, we also included a picture of him just yep. because we wanted to see, we wanted them to have a picture of him like, as his usual Easton self yeah, with his little glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy. And yeah. Um, so I just, I don't know. That was really cool. It oh. was. Yeah. Oh. Um, my notes are escaping me. Um, yeah. And I think like the other big thing was just like, we gained an overall clarity with like our priorities. Yeah. With this whole experience. Yeah. Um, Cause like, we have our work schedules and we have our things to do and um, yeah. all of those types of things, just our obligations that we have each day. But when it comes to the health of your yourselves and your kids, yeah, you, you can't, you, you have to put other things on hold to make sure that they are getting what they need. And yeah. Um, and well, we're, cause we're, we're parents, we have to sustain ourselves. So yeah, just looking at big picture things, Yep. It, you know, if we let ourselves slide and get unhealthy, yeah. How are we um, doing any service to our children? Yeah, exactly. We're not thinking longevity. Yeah. Yep. So, like, from definitely from a health perspective, but then also just in terms of like, um, I mean, during those days in the hospital, I would have given anything to be able to play with Easton. Yeah. And then I think back on so many times during the day when the kids might want to play or ask you to play or ask you to do something. And you're, you're like, I can't, I'm busy, I'm doing stuff. And, you know, you put them off. Um, and that's still going to happen because we're adults and we do have responsibilities and we can't play with the kids 24-7. Yeah. But it's helped me to just be more aware and in tune with it. Mm-hmm. And not miss opportunities to play with the kids that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah, are important. Sure. Yeah. Because um, it, it does mean a lot to them. And those mm-hmm. are the things that are going to, um, yeah. they're going to have lasting memories. Yeah. I, I mean, I had those memories as a kid, you know, like yeah. my, we would be asking my parents to come outside and play with us. We'd be playing kickball or baseball. Yeah. And once they came out, we're like, yes, yeah. we got two more people to play yeah. with. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was fun. It is fun. Or just like playing catch with your dad in, in, the, yep. in the yard. Like yep. just little things like that go go a long way. Yeah. 
I'm, so I'm 30 something years old. I still remember playing catch with my dad. Yep. I do too. I do too. Um, so it's just something like that I keep in my mind because it's, it's like the, these kids are a gift and they're here. Yeah. Um, so that was like another, another good thing, um, that came from all of this. Um, and I think really like a lot of it when, after we first got home, like I remember having so many nerves. Um, and I just remember like, I mean, there was so much to process and we were so grateful for everybody's support when we were in the midst of everything. Yeah. But there comes a time that, you know, it feels like, oh, life is just moving on. Life just continues. And yeah. like, I'm still stuck trying to process what the heck just happened. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a weird, I felt like that was a really weird time because I was trying it to was like. It was almost like a. You're on this like nightmare of a vacation that you can't like snap back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was trying to go to work and do my job and I was trying to like. And you, you have like this nervousness about you too, but like yeah. you're trying to do everything in your power to, you know, we would like check on him in the night just to, you know, make yeah. sure that he was still good. And yeah. like, even, even still to today, you know, a couple, a couple of years later we um you know if he's starting to get sick we're like on the phone with his pulmonologist yeah and like hey you know he's got a cold yeah you know like, what should we be doing and right. it's like you have like this constant like lingering uh, kind of like you know like I, what do i do you know i do remember you kind of praying for us though pretty early on after all this happened you were just praying that like um i don't know how you said it but basically like god help us not to be um did you like it was like not to be paranoid like every time the kids are sick like yeah just uh, he got us through yeah all of what we went through yeah no problem yeah i mean we, we we're we're subject to our own emotions and our own thoughts and, yeah. and those types of things and he's in control of the situation yeah we're in control of our emotions towards the situation yeah and um just not just accepting things that he's in control and not, mm -hmm. um, not, not be like, kind of like paranoid, yeah. but now just not so wrapped up in it. Yeah. Just trusting the process and trusting mm -hmm. that he knows the best for Easton and that he'll protect him. Yeah. And, and we, we learned a lot. Like, I mean, we learned a lot about, so many things regarding health and what we should be doing for the kids and, and just things to look for. And yeah, we learned a lot from the whole thing. Um, even down to like the chest PT. We didn't even know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. That was weird. <laughs> There's actual physical therapy for breathing, like chest. The like, respiratory therapists do something called chest PT. Yeah. And it just looks like they're beating them. Yeah, like they're punching you in the chest. That's so what it would, looks like. They would take like the padded oxygen mask. Like, uh, what are they called? You're in the field. Well, that's the, that's basically like yeah, a, it's like, like an oxy mask, the, basically. Like it covers the, the full mask. Yeah, that, it's got like the padding on it. Yeah, they would take that and it had like tape on it to protect yeah. their hand, and they would just thump on his chest with the mask. Yeah, and just that cup and just kind of thunking. Yeah, would um, 
kind of loosen up any like mucus and, th- and things in it his chest. That looked horrible to watch, but like, like, oh, he yeah, didn't you seem could, phased by it. No. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, you could do the same time a kid gets cold and, you know, it just, just kind of some kind of just breaks it up. It breaks up the fluid. So they can cough it up and get it out of yeah, there. Yeah, because that's like one of the biggest things we learned is like because he was so little, um, you can't little kids produce. aren't good about like blowing their nose adequately and like getting stuff out of their out of their lungs yeah. um so sometimes they, where, they, like, they need a little sus- assistance yeah, yeah right um but so we we learned a lot of stuff like that um but basically like i mean god has continued on this journey with us as we continue to process it um and he helps us in those moments where we have like that ptsd and those flashbacks um i feel like they're there to humble us but they're not a place that he wants us to stay stuck. Um, so when I start to get those flashbacks, I will kind of accept them. I will say thank you, you know, thank you for saving our son um, and basically help for, ask for help to, to move on past it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it, they're humbling it's a, an opportunity to give thanks and then it's an opportunity to keep leaning into our faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I was reading a book recently. Um, I wanted to share something that I saw. Uh, there is a woman named Jenny Lusco. Her husband is Levi Lusco and, um, he pastors fresh life church mm-hmm. in, um, what is it? Montana. That's one of them. They have locations all gotcha. over. Gotcha. Um, she has a book. Hold on one second. Fight to Flourish. Fight to Flourish. Thank you. Um, and I think I was attracted to her book after we went through this with Easton because um, Levi and Jenny Lusco lost a four-year-old. Or no, she was five. They lost their five-year-old daughter. Um, I don't remember how long ago it was. Several, several years ago now. Um but she wrote this book, Fight to Flourish. Um, and I think that's the reason that I, like intrigued me to get the book. I just yeah. wanted to see like what God did for them and in that and through that. And um, they're both just like awesome people. Mm-hmm. Um, so hang on, hang on. I'm pulling it up. Okay. So this, I'm just going to read this little snippet from her book. Um this first part she gets from James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Um, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And she writes, trials and tests are gifts, question mark? Yes. If we run away from our struggles or choose to numb the pain instead of feeling it, we're not letting the pressure of the test do its beautifying work in our lives. God designed you to walk through the pain. He knows that on the other side, you'll find strength, character, and maturity. The test is a gift. The process is valuable. Keep putting your faith into practice and watch as God strengthens you and causes you to flourish in the struggle. That's good. 
Yeah, I thought that was really relevant to what we're talking about um, because none of us want to feel pain. None of us want to go through trials and tests. Um, But God, with his help, we can get to the other side of them without taking shortcuts. But to really just... And think of all that you, you don't, you don't realize all the things that you pick up along the way, the the little tips and tricks of life that you learn as you're going through the trials. But when you get on the other side, you're like, oh yeah, well I made it through, but I also learned all of this. Yeah. And then the next trial, you can use that for the next one and say, you know, because there will be another one. Yeah. Um, as much as we don't want there to be, there there will be other trials and You, you only learn through something through that experience and you just keep going yeah. and be a student in the storm, right. you know, yeah. keep learning, keep growing, um, and, and do your best, even though it hurts sometimes mm-hmm. to walk through it. Like the saying, the, the grass grows in the valley, mm-hmm. you know, we want to think about the mountaintops and we want to take in the sights and stuff, but yeah, you know, the grass grows in the valley too. Yeah. If we're just jumping mountaintop to mountaintop. We're, we're not learning and growing and right. maturing and all those things. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really like that snippet. Um, yeah, for sure. I would recommend her book. Um, she, she did a really nice job. Um, and it, it really could help anybody. Yeah. Um, so the fight to flourish it's called. Cool. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of wrap things up here. Um, that was pretty much, uh, our, our part two, we wanted to kind of explain like our recap of yeah. the, uh, the whole experience on the, on the more positive side of things. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to torture anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and ourselves. we, we thank every single one of you who listened to that, yeah. um, episode that was hard was a, for us to talk about. That was hard for us to revisit, but yeah. at the same time, we just felt called and compelled to share our story and we hope that it helps someone too yeah um and and for those of you that have reached out to us um we just really appreciate it yeah um so what you got babe so i thought we could do um a a would you rather sounds good winter edition okay because we are in the midst of winter right now yeah it looks that way um it's currently snowing outside our window um, so we'll just read, I'll, I'll do like five of them and, uh, and, uh, we can each share our responses. Okay. So number one, would you, would you rather, uh, go snow toping for the day or go snowboarding for the day? Oh, a tube. I don't <laughs> trust myself on a snowboard. I don't think I could stay on my feet. Yeah. The old me would say snowboarding, but the older me that is concerned for my safety. <laughs> Although tubing can be pretty dangerous too. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd go tubing too because it's something we could do with the kids. Yeah. If I have an opportunity to sit versus stand, I'm going to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. Um, would you rather wear a winter hat every day or wear snow boots every day? Um, um. Like, I was first going to say hat, but then I'm like, well, if I'm not wearing snow boots, what's on my feet? Because, like, I don't like cold feet. Yeah. Hmm. But every day. Yeah. A hat, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I think so. I would go with hat, too. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Would you rather drink hot chocolate with marshmallows or eat ice cream every night? Um, I, if, if it were coffee <laughs> or some other kind of warm nope. drink, hot I would chocolate. say, um, mm, I guess ice cream. All right. What about you? Uh, every night. That's a tough one. I don't know that I could do either one. Every <laughs> I night. know. That's a lot of sugar. I know. Um, I think I'd go with ice cream. It doesn't say how much ice cream you have to eat. Yeah. Maybe a spoonful. Like a spoonful. A whole serving. <laughs> Two spoonfuls. <laughs> Is that a joke this guy put on here? <laughs> um, all right. Would you have would you rather have to wear wet mittens or have to wear wet socks for a whole day? That's horrible. But I would say wet mittens because again, my feet control the comfort of the rest of my body. Like if yeah. my feet are freezing, I am freezing. Right. If my feet are hot, I'm something about wet socks. It's, That's ugh. disgusting. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. I'm so, going with mittens too. Mittens. Yeah. All right. Last one. Um, would you rather live in an igloo for a month or live in a gingerbread house for a month? A <laughs> gingerbread house. I think I, I think it'd be cool to live in an igloo. Yeah. Well, let's hang on a second. Back up. Is this gingerbread house like in the middle of the snow? Oh, I don't know. Okay. It's I wasn't sure if they were winter questions. Life size. I'm like, well, then maybe the igloo because it'd keep me warmer. It's but in a like, giant tabletop in someone's house. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll skip that one. We'll do one more. I'd probably eat the gingerbread house little by little. Would you rather wear a swimsuit all winter long or wear a snowsuit all summer long? Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I'd, I'd wear the swimsuit. And <laughs> um, <laughs> You said what? You <laughs> I guess I'd wear the swimsuit, but then I'm picturing myself running outside in a swimsuit and I, I'd freeze to death. So, oh, but I don't like to be hot. This is bad. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a horrible question. I'm still going to say swimsuit in the winter. Yeah. I think I would like, have to say swimsuit in the winter. I could put a blanket on. There's like no rules trunks. against that, right? I could put a blanket on. Uh, well, it didn't say anything about a blanket <laughs> in the question. <laughs> Okay. Just run everywhere you go. Just make it quick. <laughs> be like the Iceman Hoff. Yeah. Where he's just tromping around. And I can wear sh- shoes. Shorts. Yeah. I've already got uh, a hat from the last question and my wet gloves. Maybe we'll share some more Would You Rathers <laughs> this week on our uh, social media. I'm not good at this game. Uh-huh. It's, it's hard. That's hard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we just wanted to thank everyone for listening to part two Yes. And uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Um, just a reminder that we are on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, soon to be other media outlet, social media outlets, but that'll be uh, next season. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, we, we really appreciate everyone listening to our episodes and share with a friend. It just, you know, send us a review and... Um, those types of things that it just helps us reach more people and we want to, you know, be able to help more people and reach, reach the masses. Um, so if you could share with a friend, we'd appreciate it. And as always, we love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs>